0: Welcome to Talking About Tracy Chapman, the Tracy Chapman fan podcast. I am Stefan Evans, and this is our first episode of 2021. Today, we have the incredible artist and photographer Tim Highland, the artist who Tracy commissioned to produce the Telling Stories album artwork. We talk art, music, and keeping creative in the pandemic. Now, if you want to jump straight to the Tracy Chapman content, head to the five minute mark. But in the meantime, here's Tim. Good morning. Are you in LA, did you say? I am yes. How is it going over there with the pandemic?
1: Um, it's very the pandemic is very popular here. Um, <laughs> it's you know, COVID is extremely popular in Los Angeles. I think it's becoming more popular. Good news is we have a new president who is he's ordered a lot of vaccine. I, I think yesterday he ordered 200 million more doses. Um, so there's a bit of a lag like all this. There's a lot of centers set up where people get vaccinated, but they close them down for a few days because they have you know, run out of vaccine. But they're ramping it back up. But he's only been in office less than a month. So it's a, it's it's a big mess that he has to clear up. Right. Uh, but I'm confident, you know, it's stay calm. And I mean, we're, we're still staying home for a while. You know, it's it's a beautiful sunny day. I'm alive, I'm healthy, so I'll stay home for a bit longer.
0: Take your blessings. Yeah, I'm the same actually. We we're, we're just about um coming into the a point in the UK where all of the old and vulnerable people have been vaccinated and uh-huh. the, the R rate is down, so I think things are starting to look a little optimistic. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it's yeah. uh, it's a nice feeling.
1: No, it's good. I mean, I I think it'll be good. I, 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 I'm extremely careful. I, I think far too many people have been too careless and traveled when they shouldn't. I mean, that's why these new strains are in different parts of the world. People just don't get it. I'm right. tired of hearing people I know who say, oh, I just needed to do it for my, you know, my soul. It's like, no, stay home. Um, so for me, it's like, had more people worn masks and not traveled, it would be, we'd have less of a Pandemic, yeah. Um, so I don't really want to hear it from people, um, and it's also. But, but that being said, um, I think we're making some progress. But then and and then at the same time, people can't just be like, "I'm vaccinated. I don't need to wear a mask, and I don't need to, you know, be have any precautions." I think that's that's one of the dangers too.
0: Yeah, for me, it's been a very very like obvious divide between people who have empathy and people who don't and it's been yeah. 100 yeah i i completely agree
1: where are do you where do you live in london or no you're scottish
0: i'm in manchester i'm actually from wales originally so that's oh. what you're picking up i spent a week in
1: wrexham with gareth thomas uh about no. 10 years ago which led to nothing on a number of levels but
0: um <laughs> uh, that is insane i'm i'm from um a very very close part to to write somewhere i'm from it's it's a little town it's
1: nice i mean the countryside is nice it's it's quite charming you know so um it was yeah. it was nice it was a nice place to visit
0: did you manage to keep creative over um over the pandemic have you have you been in, uh, working through it or has it, has it affected I, you oh out? i
1: i'm always creative i mean the pandemic as an artist i i i isolate and work on my own that's what artists do so it, it, on a day-to-day basis, it, it hasn't changed my practice much. Yeah. Um, but what I also do as part of my practice, I travel and I see people and I see performances and I photograph those things. So right. I haven't done that. And travel is a part of my artistic practice, you know, and it's where I collect images for my work. But I've worked on a bunch of things. But um, some some days I'm like, oh, it's great. And I'm doing this. And other days I could could care less you know so it and then i i I think that my days are sometimes like like in in london the people say that you have four seasons in one day yeah day have four seasons in one day i'm like yay you know good morning i'm working and then i'm like i want to take a nap and then it's like oh this movie is great and then it's like oh fuck i can't stand this pandemic so it's it, it 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 runs its course but um I'm in, a, I'm in a productive mode now and I, I'm always doing something. I mean, I've, I've worked on my space a lot. So my my space looks even better and I watch a ton of films. So I've, you know, watched many, many films. So, which yeah. is also part of my practice. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I miss the world. I miss, um, I miss intimacy with the world, like being able to touch the world, really. Because um, when you go out, you're not relaxed and intimate with the world. So I miss that. Yeah, But I believe that we'll get there someday.
0: Yeah, it's it's coming back. It might take a little while longer, but uh, we've just got to keep that faith, haven't we? I mean, I really struggled early on in pandemic one or, or sort of lockdown one. Um, but I found ways to to be creative, like you say, um, uh, in my own way. Um, and that's, uh-huh. it does keep you going. So today, I guess we wanted to talk a little about the Telling Stories album for... Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, it's the fifth studio album that Tracy released. It's a follow-up to the hugely successful New Beginning. It sold 1.7 million copies worldwide. Um, And today we have Tim Hyland, um, the photographer who shot the album cover and the booklet inlay from that very album. So could you tell us a little bit about that work?
1: Yeah, I'll I'll tell you how it kind of came about. I was living in New York at the time, um, I was working with words, I had a box of letters that I found and I started playing around with them. And I would I would place words in context, generally nature. Um, in a context where you wouldn't normally find a word. You don't normally find letters in nature. So I started this body of work um, with, uh, that I would call my word pieces, um, where I would place letters in a context and photograph it. And Tracy and I had a mutual friend who brought her to um, the gallery where I was having a show, and she bought a piece of mine. Um, And then... over time, it was actually interesting. It's it's kind of before everyone had a mobile phone. I think it. What year did that
0: album come out? Two thousand. Uh, yeah, I think it was late nineteen um, so ninety nine.
1: Nine thousand. So so around ninety eight, I remember I was I I would go to I was living in New New York, but I would go to Germany a lot and visit my friends who were like friends collect collectors of my work. We yeah. went to Berlin together. I remember it was my very first night in Berlin. Um, I didn't have my own mobile phone because most people didn't. So my friend Peter gave me his phone. I was on the U-Bahn in Berlin and my phone rang, um, which at that time was kind of unusual because we weren't all, you know, looking, we weren't all glued to a phone. And it was my friend calling me from San Francisco. It was the 4th of July, asked me if I would do the album cover for Tracy um, and I was like, oh, this is great. It's like the 4th of July, you know, which is a holiday here in America. I'm in Berlin. Berlin is great. Yeah. Um, uh, sure, I'll do it, you know. So um, I like I like the way in which I received the message to do it. Then basically Tracy was in uh, Los Angeles uh, recording the album. So right. I came to LA. Um, I came into the studio to... She was playing me some tracks from the album, and I think Telling Stories" was the first song she played. And the thing about Tracy that's amazing, you forget that voice is so incredible. It's such a great, great voice um, that she has. So you hear this you hear this beautiful voice. You know, great storyteller, beautiful voice. Um, So we listened to the album, and I told her ideas that I had. I said, I see a lot of sky. Um, I mean, there's a a, a line about a spaceship.
0: There's fiction in the space between you you and me, a fabrication, a grand scheme, where I am the scary monster. I eat the city as I leave the scene, and in my spaceship, I am laughing.
1: Yeah, so in my mind, I was thinking like UFO or spaceship. So I just said, "I see a lot of sky." Like I see a lot of sky, and Tracy's like, "Great, I do too." And I felt it was nighttime, so um, I would go out and I would shoot um, pictures. Like with this, the the process for making this, I would I would I would simply take these cardboard letters, put them on plexiglass. Like I, I always work in a very analog way, even when I'm working with digital things, yeah. I approach in an analog way or in a kind of a tactile way. So I placed letters on plexiglass. I had someone drive me around and assist me and I would, I would shoot like sunsets and all of that stuff. And then each morning I would go meet Tracy um, at the Chateau where she was staying, Chateau Marmont, it's a hotel here. And um, we would review the pictures and then you know choose what we liked. Um, One funny story, actually, Um, Chateau Mormont is like a kind of a 1920s, very grand hotel in L.A. Everyone stays there. Everyone goes there. And so Tracy was staying there and she would go in the morning to uh, and I don't think she would mind me telling this story. She would go in the morning to the gym to use the Stairmaster. And it's a very, very small gym. And the only other person there was Bjork. And Tracy said that when she would go in the morning, Bjork would be there before her and have loud techno music on. Wow. Um, and she said that her goal was to get there the next day before Bjork got there so she could choose the music. Um, <laughs> and, and I was teasing her because... Um, I was like both Tracy and Bjork, they're, they're very iconic in their appearance. Like you say their name and you can picture them. Yeah. And I was teasing her cause they're on the same label or they were on the same label. And I said, Oh, your label mate, you know, like in the horrible way, like as someone says, Oh, you take photos. I, my friend's a photographer. It's like that, that. Everyone thinks that, you know, they're, they're connected. So, but anyways, the next day when I went, I said, did you get there early enough? And she's like, no, she was already there, but I just love this image in my mind. Of, <laughs> Tracy and Bjork in a small, you know, on two Stairmasters next to each other. So anyway, sorry. Um, I, um, I then ended up shooting it outside. There's a, there's a big shopping plaza, um, on the corner of sunset, uh, Boulevard and Crescent Heights. Um, every there, there's no real centers in Los Angeles. Everything is a, like a shopping plaza is a town center. Um, so I, shot the image from there at nighttime and that's what we ended up using as the front cover
0: yeah you can for me it's become synonymous with the album you know how you can get a sort of feeling a photosynthesia maybe um yeah yeah so i feel like you really nailed the brief there because when i when i listen to the song i i imagine what's going on um in that um Album artwork, and I don't necessarily see it as um, as L.A., but um, it is just mm-hmm. very atmos- it's very atmospheric. You're you right.
1: Yeah, I don't think it ha- I don't think it has to be particularly Los Angeles. I think it's it, it's a particular place. You know, it, it's a place, a space, an energetic space, maybe. So I like the fact that you feel that it you know that it relates to the essence or the content of the record, and yeah, um, yeah it's not about it's not about it, it's more about an emotional space than a literal space, I would say.
0: How close to the original um, purchase that Tracy made is, is the um, final, the final telling stories artwork? work.
1: Um, it's um, I mean, it's, it's the same body of work. Yeah. I would say it's darker maybe in a way. Um, but then there's also images inside of the I haven't looked at it in a long time. Um, and then, Herb Ritz made the back cover, which I, I was happy to be paired with Herb Ritz. You know, was a good with good pairing.
0: They they really complement each other in a in a in a in a way. Um, it's kind of almost like the dark against the light photos mm-hmm. of his, and it's, it's very well balanced. Um, yeah, that's that's really nice to hear. Obviously, now we're living in a digital sort of world and um, a consideration for artwork is what is it going to look like on a tiny handheld device, which is yeah. how most people will will see it. Um, did you approach the f- photographs with a consideration for the five inch sort of square CD artwork at all? Or were you just in a
1: creative? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I thought about the format. I thought more about the concept, you know, I think. Actually, I think CD was the predominant thing, so maybe vinyl was sort of phasing out around then. Um, but I guess in terms of your question, i I didn't think about, I didn't think about format. I mean, I knew it had to be square, which is sort of an unusual. I don't ever work square. I it, I always work rectangular in images, so I think I had to think more about
0: uh, the square format. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah was that the first album art you ever um, shot? Um,
1: yes. I think it's the only, uh, I mean, in high school, we we I drew album covers, you know, like an art class in high school. The album, I mean, it's interesting because I, I'm born in 65. And so I'm the youngest of six kids. And, I grew up with my older brother, like I remember very specifically there would be, um, there was Court and Spark, the Joni Mitchell album. There was a Kraftwerk album, um, not Autobahn, uh, Trans Europe Express. There was like an Elton John album. There were these very specific, the, the albums were quite iconic, the covers at the time. And it was also what my older brothers and sisters knew It it was sort of an unknown world. Yeah. Um, It's interesting. I was watching randomly watching this 2009 interview between Russell Brand and Morrissey last night. I just happened upon it in a like (laughs) YouTube, you know, rabbit hole. Yeah, And Morrissey was talking about how back in the day, um, you, music wasn't everywhere. It wasn't, um, in, in your car. It wasn't in the store. It wasn't everywhere. It's something you had to sort of seek out, um, So my whole way of coming about music, and even in the early 80s when I um, started going to concerts and listening to music and mainly British bands, uh, you had to go, there weren't a lot of people who knew about it, and this was even pre-MTV, so you had to kind of seek it out and you had to seek out the physical thing, and then you had to spend money on it. Um, So I think the way in which something, I, I always think the way in which one comes about information is important to how the information is assimilated. And, um, I think if everything, if there's no physicality and there's no effort and something is just everywhere and then songs are just tracks, they're not even, you know, people don't even call songs that, Oh, I like that track. And, um, music is written by committee largely now. Um, it's, it's vastly different. Um, so sorry, what was the original question? I think I may have gone
0: off on a tangent but it, it was a really interesting tangent um i'm I'm very much here for it. um The question was if it was the first album out you would you would It, it,
1: it was the first album out, and I guess I mentioned all those things because. Al- album covers were extremely important like Pete Burns the singer was a very good friend of mine and Pete said that like the Patti Smith yeah. album cover of Horses that yeah. image alone was extremely important you know it's like just that that cover launched a thousand ships if you will so i i think i approached the work from uh the point of view that the album cover is very important
0: yeah, another Northern um, English um, legend there that, that you mentioned. We love Pete Burns.
1: Well, Pete Pete was an amazing person. Like I, I, I think that some people um have magic about them. That some people actually just have it, and Pete really had magic. Um, but I just remember Pete saying, you know, that the the Robert Maplethorpe cover of Patty Smith in a white shirt with a black tie with the man's jacket over her shoulder. It's like that. It's, it's extremely iconic and it's, it's as important. The whole thing comes together and it's as important in the, in the, the say the youth quake kind of, of the time or of the, uh, of the power of the music and the importance of it. It's interesting. I read like the enemy 50 greatest songs of 2020 um, randomly because I thought I'll see what the kids are up to and then I made a playlist of it yeah and I tried to get through it um, so much of it is not interesting um, so much of it is just quite generic and it, it seems that people have less and less to to say they have more platforms on which to say it I mean that's social media in general um, and there just seems to be less kind of content and point of view so it's um, to me it's all that stuff is important, and certainly someone like Tracy mm. is all about
0: content. Yeah, and craft. I, I think that it's testament to you know the fact that she has sought you out and um, remembered your work and remembered you and come come back to that when she she had an opportunity to um, bring you in to tell the stories. And I think that's that's you know that's testament to um, to both of you. I think that's already. Lovely partnership. Well, you know, I I think, um, Stefan,
1: with with anyone's work, you make something. And if it resonates with someone, then it does. If it doesn't resonate with someone, then it doesn't. So um, Tracy's work has always resonated with me. So, of course, I was happy that my work resonated with her. The work has to have some value to the listener, to the viewer, you know, what have you.
0: Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there. And what you say with people having lots of platforms, but not very much to say, um, uh-huh. I, I was in and houring about um, referencing a, a current trend. Um, I work in, in marketing and media, so um, uh-huh. I, have to, I have to keep track with the, of these things. But there's a current trend on TikTok which says everything can be an album cover. Um, and the idea oh. is that you can take a photo of anything; it becomes the album cover. But I think what you've beautifully illustrated to th- today is that actually that is, is far from the case. And yep. um, and even with you know um, the portrait which you mentioned um, from Patti Smith captures an essence which lightning in a bottle sort of moment, isn't it? You can't. Totally. Totally. These things can't be replicated um, time and again. Um, what did it feel like to, to see your um, work popping up left, right, and center? Obviously, by this time, you're already an established artist and you're very used to being in galleries. Maybe now it's in um, HMV and-
1: No, um, it's great. I, at the time, actually where I shot it, there was HMV Records, like in the shopping plaza, there's a gym. I mean, now there's a Starbucks, of course. Um, there was HMV Records. This is when you had big record stores still. And they had maybe like eight foot kind of vinyl reproductions of albums, kind of like wrapping around the building. I'm pretty sure it was made into one of those. Um, it was made into T-shirts it was great. I mean, I would, I, I think I was in Greece one time, like in Athens and I go into some weird little record shop and I see my picture, my, I mean, the image I made Tracy's album cover. So it's great. You know, it, it has, uh, when you do, it has a different, different form of distribution. Um, so it's nice, you know, it's nice to see it kind of infiltrating or being part of the, the larger world
0: yeah absolutely well thank you so much for taking us through all of that i've got so much more of an appreciation for it now and i can't wait oh, good. are the are the prints available um anywhere or do you sell them at galleries still
1: i there, there's a few prints available um from the edition um i think i made an edition of seven of the album cover oh wow uh, i think i have a few left um i think i mean it's been so long i think they're around two feet by three feet um but basically you know tracy tracy owns the rights to the to the images in connection with the record and she allowed me to print i i believe five or seven that i could sell as you know as prints in the gallery and so i have a I think i have a couple left from the edition
0: okay that's interesting yeah
1: Um, but i don't own the I don't have the right to print anything more than that.
0: No, sure. Um, well, thank you so much for giving me some of your morning, and um, it was an absolute pleasure. Sure.
1: You. I look forward to hearing uh podcast when it's out. Tracy' favorite singer? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Huh? Do you Who's know? your favorite male singer?
0: Male? Um, yeah, that's really tough. You know, I think um, Rufus Wainwright was up there. I think Placebo. Uh-huh. From a from a sort of band perspective, I know they're not he's not just one person, but um, I I really like the um, contralto vocal, so like um, the deep female vocal. Rufus, I know really well. I I've, I've known Rufus for over
1: twenty years. I made a book with Rufus um, like ten years ago.
0: Oh wow! I honestly did not know that. Um, <laughs>
1: okay, I made. A- I made a series of books, um, One Day in the Life of, Long Story Short. I spent one day with one person uh, an entire day and then made it into a book. So I made one with Daniel Radcliffe when he was doing um, Equus on Broadway. I made one with Rufus. We actually shot it twice. Um, I did it in Edinburgh with him. Yeah. and it was right after his mom had passed and he didn't like how he looked so we shot it again in New York. I did one with Jake Shears. Oh I love and Jake. I did Wilson. one with Robert Wilson and Marina Abramovich in Manchester.
0: Oh wow wow yeah, yeah. I've seen I was doing my research before the um, before the call and I did I I clocked a few um, live shots. I love that. I,
1: I used to be a Smiths fan so I used to go see the Smiths in the 80s and I was uh, friendly with Morrissey at the time. So he would give me, you know, tickets and backstage passes. And I used to always bring him books. And so long story short, fast forward, he played at Hollywood High School like five years ago. And I went playing this really small venue and I gave him these books I made and he, he took them on stage. And he's looking at the cover. You see the Rufus cover and he places it on the drum riser. Um, and so for the rest of the concert film, it was released as like, you know, Morrissey 25 or something. It actually was a great concert. He's he's also another one who gives either a great concert or a terrible concert, which I actually prefer. Um, and uh, it was a great concert. And it was just funny to see my books. It, it became like a, a a cast in the, you know, a character in the cast of, of the thing. But it was the 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 Rufus, the Rufus book. And Rufus asked me, did you ask? Uh, did you set that up with him or what? Like I said it was a video of it he was confused. But um anyways, sorry to blah blah blah. But I'll, um, I um I like when things end up in places like that. It's sort of like, you know, when you see a, a photo you made that's reproduced in a in a random record store in Greece.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's brilliant. Um it sounds like you've got so many stories um and Ooh. You know, telling stories, telling stories. <laughs> and, you know, I bet you can't wait to get back out there and make some more. Um, yeah, exactly. it was an absolute pleasure chatting. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you very much again. And Thanks. have a nice day. Bye. Okay. You- Cheers.